to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents, brought to you by Grove Collaborative. Did you know U.S. consumers go through around 900 million plastic bottles of laundry detergent in a year? Grove Collaborative is the online marketplace that delivers all-natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you, taking the guesswork out of going green. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash take it, they're going to get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers and Grove in crisp scents like mint or rose. That's a $30 value. Head on over to grove.co slash take it. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Tiffany? Do that for sure. Whatever you do. Um, Okay, we're trying really hard to make sure that we're bringing you the best quality podcast ever um, because I'm at my house, Meredith is at her house. And so um, we're running into a couple of snafus because all of my equipment is from 1972, but Dave is doing a really good job. So um, thank you to I Would Fly Away for telling us she can't. Her review reads, I need to say that I can't with you guys. I literally am trying to not LOL in my quiet corporate office while I do mindless audits for hours. I'm trying to keep my laughter to myself, but it's difficult. My abs hurt from laughing so hard. So I guess there's no need to stop at the gym for the 20 millionth day in a row. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. I would fly away. I'm jealous you have abs. I'm going to try laughing because the whole working out thing, I'm not a fan. Have you tried it? Laughing? No, the working out. I once or twice, man, and it, it's not for me, you know. It's not. I know. I always try when we when we travel to get you to come to the gym with me. Yeah, and you like, you wake up at four in the morning. No, like, well, that's the last thing that I want to do. I want to wake up, get continental breakfast, snuggle, right. snuggle. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. If you look like you're giving me a mean look, is that just that's the general his, direction? That's his face. Me. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not giving anyone a mean think, look. That's think just, about, that's, you think about all staring at that every day. I'm at- <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything that you may actually need. So any advice we give you can take. Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to talk about the Tiger King because Tiffany brought me down that rabbit hole last week and um, I, my life is now complete now that I've seen that <laughs> docuseries. So we're going to talk about where they are now. Um, we're also going to talk about why educators state that parents shouldn't be left off the hook when homeschooling their kids and advice from uh, educators and uh, administrators, because I got to be honest with you, this homeschool thing is ratchet AF. Um, it's, it is hard. It is extremely hard. And, and I will say this right at the beginning of this podcast, because I want people to know all of the teachers who are home right now, giving us all of the tools we need to homeschool our kids while they're also homeschooling their own children should be should be paid an NBA number one round round picks draft salary because I can't oh my gosh, keep so up. I cannot keep up with what's going on with my three kids and there's these teachers are out there homeschooling their own children plus our children plus you know all the shit that we have to do as moms so yeah and then last but not least um can your marriage survive the survive the coronavirus? So I read no. this quote. <laughs> I read this quote that said, "Any babies that are born nine months after this happens will be first children." Because <laughs> if you've got yeah. kids already and you're in the middle of this, you would not be having no mo. Okay. And, and then on top of that, people are just talking about how much time you're spending together as a couple and what that actually means. So. We're going to, um, you know, we're going to talk about some things. Awesome. Today we have Judy from Oregon opening things up for us. Hi, I'm Judy from Oregon. I have one wee little one. And let's start the show, open the show with a mom fail moment. We're all here because we have struggled as moms and anyone who says they haven't is obviously a giant lie bagger. Mm. All right. Well. 
I don't know, Tiff, you have any mom fails from this past week? Do I have? Yes, Meredith, I do. Oh, okay. You uh, obviously. One? Yeah. Like, for example, I thought today would be a good day to start homeschooling. And I printed out some pictures of some shapes and just had my kids trace them because I don't know what the F I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Literally. And I think that it is scientifically impossible for us to work, keep a household and teach kids. We're just, we're not equipped Mm-mm. mentally, physically, or emotionally. Like Mm-mm. we, it's, it's impossible to successfully do all those things. It's and so your definition of what success is. And that's what I think we'll talk about when we get to it, because I yes, think you're right. But yeah. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I like, I just, I get my kids all, they have A's, you know what I mean? Right. Like, congratulations. Mm-hmm. You guys straight A's this quarter. Yeah. This that's quarter. Sweet. It's been a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, am, am I yelling? I'm, I'm worrying that I'm overcompensating. No, you're good. For not no. Having a mic. Okay. No. I, I want to throw one in there for the mm. fail. Mm. Yes. So you, you did that video on first day of homeschool. Meredith did. You both did one, but in, in Meredith's, we, we talked about the schedule that we made for the kids and I made a schedule for them. They have class periods. And a lot of the comments were talking about how we were so controlling, but, but if you don't have a schedule for them, they don't know what they're doing and, and they like the structure yeah. and want structure. And, you know, yes. and it just, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're so controlling for the kids and you're taking the joy out of it. There's no joy here for anyone. Uh-oh. <laughs> Especially <laughs> us, damn it. So anyway. And no, I, but you're exactly right. Everybody's always going to have something to say. You're too yeah. controlling. You're not controlling enough. You know, everybody's always going to have something to say. I admire with a hint, a hint of jealousy people who are creating schedules because it makes me realize how terrible of a no, parent that I am. But, but here's the but, thing on our schedule. But I can always do it. But on I can our, always do it. Okay. But on our schedule, one period is called art and all they have to do is color. So it's not like this schedule is so intense, but it's like, but we tell them like, okay, you're going to sit down, you're going to decompress down. We got them those like adult coloring books um, with like, you know what I mean? Where it's like you have to color in these really little spots and it makes an animal or a flower or whatever. So we bought them those. And then one of, one of the periods is journaling. I give them a, I, I give them a prompt and I'm like, tell me about your favorite story from our road trip last summer, you know, <gasps> and they're just writing things down. And it's like, just to get them, just to keep them kind of in that thing, because at school they are, yeah, every, pretty much every minute is scheduled and yeah, I'm a type A uh, person and I like things to be a certain way and whatever, but I think it's, it's easier for them because I have news for you. Our son has had less meltdowns on this schedule than the three weeks prior to it when we were all just running around all willy nilly. Right. I, I was an assistant principal for curriculum. So I designed schedules for 2000 kids. Uh I, I did it for three. I can do it for three of them. And they're they're I don't know. I just think they need it. Yeah, so, they do. I agree. They do. But, hey, here's a hack that we figured out. You can set recurring reminders on Alexa so they get their class periods. They get a bell. So they think they're cool like the middle school kids. Oh, my kids. gosh. So when class is over, it says, reminder, math is done. And when it's time to start, it says, reminder, start reading. Can you help me? Dave Dave thinks he's so cool. He walks around. He is. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. I really want... Can you help me? Yeah. Later? I, sure. I'll, we're happy to help. We're here. It's And you have... Well, really, it's Aubrey, right? Well, no. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. If it's Aubrey, I'm fine. But if I have to do something with the four and five-year-old, too, like, I'm screwed. Eh. All right. But I like the idea of coloring and journaling. But instead of journaling because they can't write, I'll just be like, draw a picture of your favorite memory. You know right. what I mean? Or Those something types like of that. things. And it's just... just and, and we could talk about this all day, but I'm just saying, yes, yes, we are, we are setting up a controlled environment in a very chaotic situation because they need some control. They need to also feel like when they're done with an assignment, that accomplishment, 
Yeah. So I think that that's good. I think that's good for kids. So, all right. Um, okay. So Tiffany, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Time for your terrible joke. Oh, <laughs> what do you call a pig that does karate? Mm. A pork chop. Oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> a pork chop. I haven't had a pork chop in years. Because it's pork and it's chops. Yeah, I got it. All right. Spring is quickly approaching, and that means it's time to get your home ready. Grove has just what you need to jumpstart your spring cleaning routine. Grove's free cleaning set makes it so easy to make the switch to natural. Plus, for a limited time, they are offering garden fresh scents like mint, lilac, or rose, and even fresh cut grass, which is exclusively found at Grove, while supplies last. My favorite thing right now about Grove is the Honeysuckle multi Mrs. Meyers Multipurpose Spray. I actually scrubbed my tile and grout yesterday. Or was it the day before? It was the day before. I went to town on my floors. I realized what filthy, filthy pigs we were, and I started scrubbing the kitchen floor. But then I I realized that my kitchen floor looked clean, and then the rest of the house just looked disgustingly dirty. So now <laughs> I have to start scrubbing grout in all in the rest of the house, and I don't want to. Um, but so well, got we're me- all uh, cooped up. It's a great time to do some cleaning. Yeah, well, I literally got on my hands and knees and I was scrubbing grout for about 45 minutes and I looked around the kitchen. And I was like, oh my gosh, this looks great. And then I walked past the pantry to where the kitchen table is and I went, ah, that's <laughs> not good. Because it's like, here's the here's the clean grout and there, there was the dirty grout and it was very, it was stark. So anyway, but... St- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say they have stuff you could buy that makes it so easy. But then it reminded me of telling you to buy pH, and I just want <laughs> <Okay. myself. laughs> so, You could buy anything. Yeah, I know. You can't. Okay, that's a whole other topic. So join us and over 2 million lifetime customers who trust Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash take it, they're going to get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers and Grove in crisp scents like mint or rose. That's a $30 value. Head on over to grove.co slash take it. Get this exclusive offer. All right. So the Tiger King. All right. So first of all, if you've not watched it yet, this is a docu-series on Netflix. And let me tell you that it is what people who are locked down in their homes on quarantine need. Because this docu-series has everything. It has mullets, murder, Mm -hmm. mystery, mayhem, a three-way gay marriage, uh... A polygamist marriage. Now that you've seen it, though, Mm -hmm. from last week's episode, I didn't want to spoil anything. But do you see what I when I said an accidental suicide when I was telling? Oh, yeah. 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 Travis. Well, whoa. Spoiler. Well, I hey, look, look, I'm sorry. These are going to be spoilers because we're going to talk about the cast and where they are now. Um, but, but I'm saying you're like, last week, you're like, how do you accidentally suicide? But do you see what I meant now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. But, um, I can just tell you that this docu-series, the, the, if I, the, the only thing that I can say after watching this is that if this had been a scripted show, I would have watched this and said, there's no way this could have actually happened. I don't believe any of it, but it's actual real life. And Joe Exotic, Joe Exotic, and his hate for Carol Baskin, and Carol Baskin, that murderous witch. Like, you know she fed her husband to a tiger. You know she did. we don't know that. Um, seriously, you're going to be on Carol Baskin's side? No, I'm on the side of the law, and the law says you are guilty until proven, innocent until proven guilty. (laughs) The law says something. Yeah. But I, I, even though, you know, it's all jokes and everybody's memeing and stuff, I imagine what it must be like for her to have the whole, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because she has millions of dollars. So she's like, call me a murderer. I don't care. But well, technically. Let's see what she said. Cause she did have something to say. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Hold on. All right. I'm so, interested. So let's see. Uh, Carol Baskin. 
was Joe Exotic Joe Exotic's nemesis in this Netflix nemesis show. Nemesis is such a good word. Yes. It's such a hatred. After the Tiger King premiered, Baskin released a statement slamming the docu-series as sensational and refuted having anything to do with the mysterious disappearance <laughs> of her husband, Don Lewis. Don was not an easy man to live with, and like most couples, we had our moments, but I never threatened him, and I certainly did nothing to do, I had nothing to do with his disappearance. When he disappeared, I did everything I could to assist the police. I encouraged them to check out the rumors from Costa Rica, and I separately hired a private investigator. She added that her, her home only had a small meat grinder, not the large okay. one shown on the Netflix documentary, that could have been used to hypothetically grind up her husband. Baskin continued to advocate against breeding big cats and keeping them in captivity. She still lives at the big cat rescue facility in Florida with her now third husband, Howard Baskin. Um, Howard took to YouTube to share a very personal plea to viewers of the series, debunking the film's claim and calling the filmmakers, Eric good and Rebecca Chalkland, the biggest con artists of all. So they are claiming that this is, this is absolutely untrue. I've never been to the big cat rescue, but this is close to us. Like we could go on a field trip in a couple of months when they're open again and we can go check it out. Oh, their business will be booming when it opens. Yeah. Here's my question. I have a couple of questions. First of all, um, but somebody actually, it's not my question. Somebody asked, I, oh my gosh. Okay. So somebody asked if Carol was so concerned about the cats living at Joe Exotic's house, why would she sue him for a million dollars instead of taking his tigers and giving them, you know, a safe place and getting them out of that scary situation? Instead, she drained him for his savings, in turn, causing the tigers to suffer even more. I agree with that. I think that, and if you remember in the, in the series at the beginning, when her husband was alive, they were buying cats and breeding lynx and all sorts of different kind of cats. And then they were selling them. So in the beginning now, I think she started to feel guilty for that. And that's why she was now, Hey, cool cats and kittens. Like, you know, like all that weirdo (laughs) creepy stuff. But um, in the beginning, she was totally doing everything that Joe Exotic and Doc Antle were doing. She was breeding cats, um, bobcats. I mean, remember the scenes of her and her husband in bed with a bobcat on his head? And like, so she was doing all of that, too. Um, right. And on top of that, I kind of felt like the cages that she had at Big Cat Rescue, they didn't look pleasant. Like she had her cats in, in cages as well. And I was kind of like, I don't know, this doesn't, it didn't seem like it was whatever. So that different. Yeah. It did not seem like it was that different. I always, she, she shady, she shady AF that woman. Look, all, all I have to say is she mentioned on the show that she gets a check for $25,000 a week from uh, Facebook. Facebook. So you guys are doing it wrong. Whatever yeah. you're doing, Dude, you're doing it wrong. When she said that, I was, yeah, like, I was like, excuse me? That's, that's What is she doing? I don't know what she's doing. What is she monetizing? I have no idea, but um, she's the coolest cat and kitten around because apparently Facebook is paying her droves of money. Um, John Finley is Joe Exotic's ex-husband. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, is had a relationship with Stormy, um, who was the, one of the, uh, workers at the big, at the, um, Joe Exotics zoo. He had a child with her. Um, he runs a Facebook page called the truth about John Finley, which has 14,000 followers. Um, and he basically just talks about the fact that, um, you know, he has changed his life since he basically talked about how it was a bit of a drug fueled mess at the zoo. Um, they were, you know, mostly high on meth and Coke and, um, shooting guns and doing a bunch of stuff. But when he realized he needed to quit that lifestyle, he, um, started dating stormy and then eventually they had a child and now he's kind of got, um, his stuff together, which is great for him. Um, apparently has a new set of teeth. They did not show yeah. that on the docu series, which um, he was upset about. 
the other thing that got me was the man was shirtless the whole time. Like, <laughs> like, did they ask him to be shirtless? They like, did. Okay. Cause I was just kind of like, why won't they let this dude put on a shirt? Like just let him put on a shirt. But the whole time through the whole docu-series, every time you saw that man, it was just his, his bare. But I didn't, I didn't even question it when I was watching it. That was the first thing I questioned why this man got no shirt on. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just seemed really natural. It seemed natural. <laughs> it did. Okay. Then we've got Doc Antle, um, who owns the greatly endangered and rare species Tigers of Myrtle Beach. I've got a feeling in my bones about that guy. He is, he's running a cult. That's yeah. a cult. There's Any way you slice it, the definition of a cult should read Doc Antle's life. Like, it, come on, all these women and the fact that he calls himself Bhagavan, which means great one or like, whatever, dude, like, get out of here. How great could it possibly be? And didn't they say most of the girls are teenagers and he prefers virgins or girls who are close to virgins? Correct. More what does cult- that have to do with tigers? <laughs> more cult, more cult stuff. Um, we no, can- no, no, t- no tiger experience necessary. <laughs> Yeah, his son is super um, big on Instagram. As soon as I saw who his son was, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I know that dude!" Like he's he has a like a bunch of followers on Instagram. I'll have to go follow like him on Instagram. Handsome dude with like wild animals and pretty women and stuff. It's like, but I didn't know that was his dad. But anyway, there yeah, there's something I don't know. There's something up. Something. I can't I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, so it says we can only assume uh because Doc Antle has been such a high profile wildlife personality for so many decades that his association will create more buzz in the docuseries. It's important to understand that this series is not a documentary, it's a it's sensationalized entertainment with paid participants. Tiger King is a bizarre story of Joe and Carol and their feud. The characters are not representative of experts in the wildlife center, they stated, which Okay, of course they're going to say that because they want it. They want us to believe that this was completely sensationalized, and I'm sure parts of it were. But the words coming out of Doc Antle's mouth were his words, so it's like right. you said these things on camera. Okay, you're. Although wise. he was pretty smart about what he said, I was thinking that through yeah, the documentary. Yeah, well, he's he he's obviously a relatively intelligent individual. And did you know that his his place is not closed down right now? His doors are open. He's inviting people to come, even. Even when they like the entire country's on lockdown, he's like, we don't really? close shop, not for coronavirus, not for nothing. Uh, it's a, there's a weird thing going on in society now where if you like don't close down, <laughs> what? Wait, did I miss a joke? You kind of, yes, your husband texted me. Um, you guys can't the, share anyway, the jokes. World- <laughs> the world will turn on you if you're not locked down. You know what I mean? Like you're right. Uh, well, you're supposed to be. But what's the word I'm looking for? Like lynch. Oh, okay. Let's move on because we we are this this first chunk is I knew it was going to take up a lot of time. Jeff Lowe still runs the Greater Windward Zoo. Jeff um, is the con artist who took the zoo from uh, Joe Exotic. Um, he's also the one who called the FBI and basically claimed that. Um, Joe was trying to murder Carol. Um, do I think? Uh, do I think that Joe Exotic wanted Carol dead? Yes. Um, do I think that he would have um, attempted to do that without Jeff Lowe's help? No, probably not. Um, I think Jeff Lowe is a scuzz bucket, and I think that um, <laughs> the docu series painted him in that light as a con artist. And I think that's what he is. Um, Rick Kirkham now lives in Norway. He was the producer. Who is this? He was the producer who was filming Joe Exotic's reality web series. Uh, um, he, um, I felt so bad for that guy after all of that yeah. footage burned. Did, did you see what happened after? What? Later on? What? About six months after he left? What? His house caught on fire mysteriously. He almost died. No. His house in Texas. Read it. It's in there. Several months later, his house... Oh, Kirkham's footage... uh, Yeah, his house in Texas caught fire in the middle of the night and nearly killed him six months after the fire at Joe Exotics. And the claim is that Joe set fire to 
that footage because he didn't want Rick Kirkham to have it. Um, but I do, I did feel bad for this guy because he was there like trying to get this. And he was right. If he had had all of that footage, he'd have made a killing. He'd have sold a show for sure. Like, a, I mean, and it would have had season after season because that. I hope he got some proceeds from this documentary. I'm sure he did. This was a paid, this was a paid docu-series. So he but made I mean, some like, money. I'm sh- I feel like a lot of that footage was probably from him. I'm sure, I'm sure some of the it was his. Of it. And then, of course, they had the people who were filming the docu-series that they started with about the reptiles and ended up doing, because this whole thing started as a, as a documentary about snakes, exotic sales of snakes. And it ended oh, up being really? about the Tiger King because they, that guy showed up with the snow leopard in the back of his van, remember, in the first, first episode? And they were like, oh. where did you buy a snow leopard? And the guy's like, oh, you can buy these anywhere, blah, 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 blah. And then it turned from being about snakes to into the Tiger King. That's how it happened. Um, all right. So Joe Exotic is currently serving a 22-year sentence at the Oklahoma Grady County Jail. Um, uh, how old is he? Do we know? He's 50-something, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. On March 17th, he filed a $94 million lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Interior and U.S. Federal Wildlife Services. Exotic alleges they put him out of business by adding the generic tiger to the endangered species list. He also writes that he was discriminated against because he is the only person charged with the with the, this statute because he is openly gay with the largest co- collection of generic tigers and crossbeeds in the world. Um, oh, and here's a big spoiler. You know those music videos Joe Exotic did? <laughs> Turns out it was not him singing. It was... Uh, the Clinton Johnson band, and they're hoping to cash in on their 15 minutes of fame with a record deal, according to DMZ. So Joe Exotic made music videos, but didn't actually sing in any of them. Can you imagine being like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do today. Like, and setting up a whole video. No. To lip sync. No. I knew it was, I mean, I didn't know. I was like, wow, you know what? I got to give it to him. He's got a great voice. I knew the second this, this, the music came on, I'm, nope, not Joe Exotic. No, but nope. I didn't even think that because why would somebody do that? Because he's Joe Exotic. Why did he feed yeah. his employees expired Walmart meat? Oh, that was rough. Dude. You know? Okay. And so is he still married to Dylan Passage? Yes, he is. Um, really? Aww. He says, I'm still married to Joe, but my social media platform isn't used for any of Joe's things. Please don't contact me there. <laughs> so this, all I can tell you is this, it did bring me, it did bring me some um, distraction during this time when otherwise I've been um quietly going insane so i think it's i think it's great that that, that we got to see it that's a uh, we just had a really great question came across why is it more expensive for a purebred dog than a tiger how is that possible are there dogs that cost more than five thousand dollars the tigers were three two they said two, two thousand between two and five thousand depending on the breed it said Okay, the cheapest tiger should still cost more than a dog. I guess. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't want a tiger. I love when Doc Andal was like, anybody who said they don't want to pet a tiger is a liar. Me, I don't. I don't want to pet yeah. a tiger. I like all of my fingers, you know? Like, I want to keep my hands opposable thumbs. I I, I like them, you know? Like, I want. I don't want to pet a tiger. I don't think it's sexy to pet a tiger. I don't want to sit with a tiger. I don't want... Um, a tiger to sniff me and then think I'll take a bite of that, you know, like that. Well, it probably wouldn't. So it would probably bite me. Girl, would, you it delicious. Would smell you and be like, oh, it would smell. Like it would. It would <laughs> smell me and say, mm, Walmart meat. <laughs> Expired meat. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Don't feel bad for Joe. That man changes husbands as quickly as he breathes. He sure did, Karen. He sure Dude. did. Uh, the guy with the long hair. Mm. As no, oh, the, the, the pawn shop owner or whatever that guy was. No, he like worked on there and he was like blonde hair and uh, he testified. His friend? Oh no, yeah, the short guy. No, I know no. who you're talking about. Yeah, 
I was really, really sad when I saw at the end of the documentary and maybe I was wrong, but I was under the impression that, I don't know, I could be wrong now, but I was under the impression that like Joe gave him a place to work and he was saying it was keeping him sober and stuff. And then at the end of the documentary, he was like wasted and passing out on the bed. And it, I was like, wow, it looks like he relapsed. He and did. It was really sad. But now in hindsight, everybody was doing meth. So who knows if he was even sober to begin with? I don't know. But he, it seemed like the whole time yeah, he that's was a how... clear mind making sense. Yeah. And then at the end, it was like he just lost everything. And just... Well, and the feds turned most of his employees to um, testify against him. Because he only had one friend. Remember the one guy who had no legs? Who lost his legs in the parasail accident or whatever? He's the yeah, only exactly. one who who showed up to court and like stood up for him. Nobody else. Yeah. So it was rough at the end there, you know? Like he didn't, he didn't have, it d- didn't seem like he had that many friends at the end. So True it was, it was rough. And I just, <laughs> but I do think that for a sensationalized docuseries, and the memes that have been born out of it. Oh my gosh. I just can't. I just can't. It's, it's given me, it gave me a little bit of a, a, a nice, uh, escape from what's going on. Some of the funniest memes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, about yeah. that show. Yeah. There's well, an entire Facebook page of just, I Joe joined Exotic a group. Memes. It's just Tiger King memes. Just Tiger King memes. That's amazing. But the thing is, is what I love most about it is that I can hear Joe Exotic say, you know who did that? Carol Baskin. Like, I can hear yeah. his voice anytime he says that, you know, like, that bitch Carol Baskin did it. You know, you know, what, like, you know oh what I was God. wondering? You know how sometimes things just come into pop culture and they become verbs? I wonder yeah. if sardining someone, like, remember Ooh. she talked about the sardine, sardine oil? oil? You got sardine oiled. Like, that's, that's. I just if think that'll become a verb. every ba- every lady that we we don't like moving forward is going to be Carol Baskin, you know, because that's just you know. But he would go waving that gun, that bitch Carol Baskin. It's like, oh my god, Joe, calm down. But, <laughs> but you can still go on YouTube and you can watch his web series. It's still oh there. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. So I think I'm going to go watch a couple of episodes if I'm having a bad day. Good idea. Because he does read her diary at some point. I don't know how he gets Carol Baskin's diary, but he reads it in his episode. He, he probably weaseled his way into her attic. Yeah, who knows? Okay, so like someone said, and I just confirmed, David Spade does interviews on his Instagram with these characters. <gasps> I know. I saw. David That's amazing. Spade. It's genius on David Spade's part, too. Yep. David Spade should play That's what Joe I said. Exotic. Yep. Oh my God. Think about it. Yep. Because he did Joe Dirt. Yeah, but he? it was it was legitimately they could they were could be interchangeable. Put a gun in his hand and say, "Bitch, Carol Baskin did it." There you go. Yeah. You know, Dax anyway. Shepard said, "If they don't cast me as Joe Exotic, the world is broken." He's too tall. He's too tall. He's too big a guy. <laughs> David Spade is the perfect. He's like five six. He's got he can do that mullet. He's got that. Yeah. Fit. He's got that body type. He could totally play a guy who's got two husbands. <laughs> I mean, and I love David Spade to pieces. But anyway, all right, moving on. Parenting crap is brought to you by Meredith and Tiffany. Give some heartfelt message here. Oh, I wasn't supposed to read that. Meredith. <laughs> Meredith's incapable of giving a heartfelt message. It's, it's amazing. I did. Her that heart on, doesn't feel. I did that on purpose. We love you guys, and we're happy to be here with you. And if you need a t-shirt, you can go to www.bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash Meredith Masony. But seriously, it is it is not easy to get this set up to remotely bring in Tiffany and do all of this. But we do it because we love spending time with you, and we love doing the podcast. And we're going to keep we're going to make sure that Tiffany has the proper equipment next week. Um, because it just sucks that we have to be separated uh, and we can't be here together um, on this velour couch that I bought for you, Tiffany. But wow, soon I enough, don't even want to think about it. Soon enough, soon enough, we'll be together again. It figures the day you get rid of the cast <laughs> iron butt probers, <laughs> I friggin' have to sit up on the floor at my house. It figures. Oh, Lord. 
All right. So educators explain why parents shouldn't be let off the hook while homeschooling their kids. For parents with school-age children, the past week was arduous. Just as we were trying to navigate work schedules sans childcare, <clears throat> we were also being thrust into the role of homeschool teacher. Many of us received lesson plans and assignments, while some of us received nothing. And both levels of support come with their own stressors, from I need an advanced education degree to keep up with this curriculum, to where do I effing begin? All right. That's so- where I'm at. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of parents are. But this article goes on to talk about a social media post that had been liked more than 400,000 times. A school principal was quoted saying, my advice for any parent wanting to homeschool during the school shutdown, don't. Arguing with your kids to do work is not what anybody needs right now. Uh, the, the writer says, I admit when I read the post, which made the point that your kids won't learn much if they're feeling stressed, I felt a flood of relief. And then like, I was off the hook. However, it, uh, no, I like this principle. However, just instead of worksheets, the principal suggested we cuddle up together and do a puzzle, build a fort, bake and watch TV. Correct. So they're basically saying there are six ways to tackle this homeschool situation, and it's going to be what suits your family best, right? And how the kids are doing with it. But they they say, um, address your child's immediate needs first. Are they feeling stressed out? Do do they need... Time, do you need to like calm their worries and fears about what's going on in the outside world? It also depends on the age of your kid, right? Like, what do they actually understand or don't understand about the situation and about why they've been locked in a house for so long? Um, they say, uh, talk about it as a family. It's okay to acknowledge that things are going to feel different for a while and we're going to make mistakes and lose our tempers at times, but we can find ways to become a, a tighter knit as a family. Saying don't stress to your kids is unreal is as unrealistic as it is to saying it to adults during this time. And so I agree with that. The next thing they say, though, is do not opt out because you don't think you can do it. You can, in fact, homeschool your kids. Um, it just takes some time and some patience and kids do like a schedule. Um, we cannot let uh, this become an excuse to opt out of providing academic engagement in the home. Um, there's plenty of free websites that we talked about last week. Also, schools really are putting together curriculum packages for these kids, whether it's something that you're printing or something that you're doing online. And they're like Khan Academy is free right now. So What's it called? Khan Academy. Huh. And, and Khan Academy already has lesson plans done for per grade. For every subject. So it you, sounds like a shysty academy. No, it's it's legit. And my kids have used it for years it's and our K, school K, has used it. K-H-A-N, I think. Or K-A-H-N. Oh. Con, K-H-A-N. It's not like, it's not Con Air. It's, it's not, not like, it's not Con like Artist con, Academy. No, it's, it's, it's Con mm-hmm. Academy. It's run by Jeff Lowe. Yeah, but, <laughs> um, but it's basically, um, if, so like for, for, if Aubrey school didn't give her anything, let's say you could say, um, my kid's in third grade and here, here are all the lessons that a third grader would do for math, science, reading, oh. whatever. And it gives it for you. And that's free it's right free? now. It's free right now. Yeah. Normally yeah. it isn't. But uh, it is right now. And a lot of companies are offering free online subscriptions, which is great. Um, Establishing a routine is the most important thing parents can do right now, particularly um, because we don't know how long schools will be closed. So it could be months rather than weeks. And you don't want to have your kids off of a schedule for months on end. Um, Setting up routine is very important. You're going to see a large payout within two weeks of setting a routine to knowing that your kids are on a system and they feel safer. So that's coming from educators as well. Uh, here's here's the thing that we got blasted on on our video. Set up a daily schedule based on your child's age and goals. So we have a seven-period or actually a nine-period day, which sounds unbelievably intense and ridiculous, but we're talking about 30 to 40 minute slots and then breaks. So they have math in the morning from nine to nine 40. They have science from nine 45 to 10 15 at 10 20. They color until 10 40 at 10 45. They're doing I ready reading 
at 11.30 to 1 o'clock, they take a break. They can play outside. They can have lunch. Well, they they will have lunch because that's lunchtime. Um, and they can ride their bikes. They can and go swimming. And we do our, our daily nap time. And then my husband and Brian take a nap for 20 minutes. Ooh. A 20-minute siest. Like power nap. Power nap, 20 minutes. 20 to 30-minute power nap. Oh, my gosh. That's the most pointless thing I've ever heard in my whole life, dude. No right, way. Right, but you think naps last six hours. That's just Four. going to sleep. Four hours is not a nap. Yeah. That's how, my what's night's the point sleep? of a nap if you don't get into REM sleep? Four hours is my night sleep. That's how much sleep I get at night. <laughs> Same. That's because why I need a four-hour nap. Because you've napped all day. Don't do that. Yeah, but it's too late. I'm in a vicious cycle. <sighs> okay. I can't escape. I, I can't up. escape. Listen, dude. The night before last night, I got three hours of sleep. Yesterday, I was like, I'm not napping today. I'm going to go to bed early. I didn't go to bed till 4.30 this morning. And so now in two days, I've had six hours and I, like, I don't know how to stop. What are you doing all night? Well, last night I watched Love is Blind. Uh, are you doing that now? Well, it's over. I watched the whole season. Do I have to watch that? No. No. Because it's, but I don't know. You like those weirdo shows, 90 Day Fiance. Not that it's a weirdo show, but I do love 90 Day. I do love 90 Day Fiance. So you'd probably like it. Okay. The next it says you can strive to make learning more organic, meaning you can find ways of what you're already doing to teach a lesson to your kids. Like when you're cooking dinner, have them come in and cook with you, which always sounds nice and ends up as a disaster. (laughs) Press um, number one on the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't add 30 more seconds. We don't want to burn dinner. Um, <laughs> uh, when in doubt, you could just read to your kids. And if you don't want to read to your kids, there's actually storytelling apps that'll do it for you. <laughs> um, try not to take math so seriously. Um, low stakes, joyful approaches to math, meaning if it's included in some sort of video game are more enjoyable now than just doing math. I've never found math to be enjoyable. I won't even do it in a joyful way through a game. Wait, what? You've never found what? Math. I hate math. Oh, I thought you said naps. I misunderstood. I was like, you're still talking about naps. (laughs) Gosh. I know um, that's what you said. No. And then it says, do hold your kids accountable. If they are supposed to be working on um, things, on uh, curriculum things that the school has sent, do check in with your kids and make sure that they are doing it. No, you might not be able to check to make sure that the answers are correct. Because if we're being honest, I cannot check my kids' math. I I can I can barely count people. It's rough. Um, but, I, but I can make sure that they're sticking with their schedule. And I know it's hard to have a schedule right now because everybody feels so blah and they feel so trapped and they feel like there is no control. But if we're being honest, we didn't really have much control before. It was an mm-hmm. illusion. Yeah. And now we've been thrust into this. But but structure really does make make you feel better and it will make your kids feel better. Look, I mean – People go to school for years to learn how to be teachers, and then they do training for years to to be better teachers. Just like any other job, you learn how to do it. So if you're struggling with it right now, it's okay. You don't know how to do it, and that's fine. The, The goal is not to turn your, you know, we're not launching rockets here, right? We need to just help keep our kids structured and keep them so that in a month, two months, three months, six months, when they go back to school, it's not this big culture shock. Our only goal at, with homeschooling is keep the kids from sliding backwards. Right. Just, just. I love that, that's Dave. It. That's it. We're not trying to do anything else. So take, you know. Relax. I'm sure some parents are, and that's okay too. But like, I don't have any aspirational goals of my kids, like, having this big increase in their math and reading test scores. Like, I just want you to you know, be where you were before this happened. Like, yeah, it's that's, cool. that's it's it. And, you know, find what they like. So during art class, Brian said, hey, I like when we do Wines Day, he does the pictures for Wines Day on Photoshop. He goes, I'd like to oh. learn more about Photoshop. So I found a tutorial and his art class now is a Photoshop tutorial. And he does that. Oh. Sophia wants to learn to do videos. Oh, yeah. Get this. So Sophia says, I want to learn how to edit video. And I said, I'll, I'll teach you how to edit video. And Dave says, no, I'll get her a tutorial. She needs to learn the right way. 
I was like, I mean, what? he's not wrong. <gasps> I said, I asked you to do something on a video and you're like, I have not go ahead and do that. And it was, I was like, you have to put words on the screen, Meredith. <laughs> yeah. And I you're said, like, oh, yeah, it's too much. She needs to learn how to use the features in the program. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. hard. But I love, I love that advice that Dave just gave. And even I really needed to hear it. Like, we're not launching rockets. Like, it's, you know, take it easy on yourself. And, and I love that you found something that excites your kids because I feel like kids are more inclined to learn when they're stoked about it. You know what I mean? And I think it's such a cool opportunity to find what my kids are interested in and spend time doing that instead of the day-to-day crap that, not crap, I don't know. I have opinions about some of the schoolwork. You know what? Like, okay, can we talk about history? Like what? I'm, I learned so much about like Vikings and presidents that lived a thousand billion years ago and like, fine. But I could have been spending that time learning how to successfully file my taxes. I don't know anything. I, I don't remember anything I learned in history. Do you? I was a history teacher. She was oh, a history. Yeah. She was a history major. <laughs> Are you serious? I love early history. early colonial American early major. Colonial American. What? Yeah, it's great stuff. <laughs> it's great. You went stuff. to you, you went to school and you're like they're like you can learn anything in the world. You're like I want to learn early colonial. Yeah. Time periods. I wrote a whole um, piece on William Byrd. He was a very, very, very um, promiscuous man. Awesome. Did a How lot does that of... play into your day-to-day life, Meredith? I don't think I've talked about William Byrd in 20 or so years, but, right. um, you know, it's fine. I think it's cool. <clears throat> My point, I guess, is that I think it's great that our kids can explore stuff that they're interested I, in. I am a, I am completely in a, yes, I love history and that's what I chose to study, <laughs> but I do I, agree I with learned. you, but I do agree with you that I think that there is a lack in our school systems for teaching kids the things and the tools that they actually need, like filling out their taxes and balancing their checkbooks and, um, the personal relationships, yep, addiction, a, how to agreed. cope with a family member is an alcoholic, what behavior, yeah. And getting them ready to go into jobs and programs that don't require a college degree because I don't think that, I don't think that most of the kids that end up going to college should even be in college because- Anxiety and depression coping skills. Yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred, I completely agree with you. So, and and obviously- My life would have been so different. I'm not- I would have learned, dissected less frogs and learned- that I wasn't crazy and that what I was going through had a name and here's how to cope with it. Like my life would have been so different. Well, but okay, let's not play that game because no, I know. I'm just saying, think about all this stuff that could be prevented. If we dedicated a little bit of time at school to, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started. No, we did. And now we only have like 10 minutes to do this last segment, which is fine. Um, so loving marriage is brought to you by you. That means it's time to get your home ready. Grove has just what you need to jumpstart your spring cleaning routine. Grove's free cleaning set makes it so easy to make the switch to natural. Plus, for a limited time, they are offering garden fresh scents like mint, lilac, or rose, and even fresh cut grass, which is exclusively found at Grove, while supplies last. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash take it, they're going to get a free five-piece cleaning set for Mrs. Myers and Grove in crisp scents like mint or rose. That's a $30 value. Go on over to grove.co slash take it to get this exclusive spring cleaning offer. That's grove.co slash take it. All right, so here's 10 minutes to save your marriage during corona uh, coronavirus. Um, Okay, here it is on page 11. So I figure what we'll do is um, I will list their tips, and then you can tell me what you think. Okay. Okay. Um, so this uh, C- this was a CNN article that talked to a licensed marriage and family therapist, and they said, tell us how couples can survive the coronavirus pandemic and still be married at the end. <laughs> okay. 
Communicate, communicate, communicate. The secret to any healthy relationship is communication. It's true under normal circumstances and especially during time of the coronavirus. Um, The biggest challenge people are facing right now is where both spouses are looking at what's going on with different lenses, which is, I think, every household uh, globally right now. Yeah. When people have different perspectives, they have different ideas of what needs to be done. And the only way to work around it is communication. And I know that this is something that's, um, that we are working hard on right now. And it's so extremely difficult because what I think is important right now during this crazy time is not what my husband thinks is important. So have you guys had a hard time communicating? Yeah. Well, I don't know about communicating as much as yeah, being on different levels as far as what we're taking it serious wise, I think. Oh, like, okay. That's the only thing that we've been bumping heads about is, you know, him thinking it's cold to leave and me not and feeling like he doesn't love me because he's putting our life in jeopardy. Okay. Yeah. We, um, we've been, we've been home for 21 days Um, and I, uh, we've been doing basically grocery delivery, but now that grocery delivery is not really happening anymore because it's pushed so far out because so many people are trying to do it. Like today I want to go to the grocery store because we don't have any fresh food. We have no produce. We have no fruits or vegetables or anything. And I'm like, I have to go to the store today because I have to get those things. So I need to run in and run out and I'll get home and I'll shower and I'll wash the fruits and the vegetables, but I need those things. And my husband is like, we don't really need it. You'll be fine without it. You can, you know, we can wait. And it's like, but we're, but we're, you know, we're basically arguing over that because I, I, I need, I need fruit. I need vegetables. So I don't know. It's, but I don't know. I kind of feel like I go to the grocery store. If I come home and, and I keep my hands clean. I don't touch my face. Okay, so that comment there, have you noticed how often you want to touch your face? Uh, I won't do it while I'm out. All, all, as soon as someone says don't touch your face, my entire face is itchy and I need to touch every single piece of it. <laughs> and I, I can't, I can't yeah. figure out how to stop. So communication is definitely those hard. dog things, the dog cones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> embrace your space. Right now, it's important that as a couple, you each give each other their own space. Um, and when somebody is having their own quote unquote time out, don't bother them. I have a hard time with no. that. I'm super bothersome to Dave. Do you yeah, guys feel I like, agree. do you give each other enough space? Yeah. Big time. We don't even see each other. <laughs> Tiffany. He's, I'm always with the kids and he's always playing video games and having the time. I was like, I'm okay. just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's been really incredible uh, lately. Like I, I have nothing to be upset at him about. He's been doing laundry and dishes and washing the kids while I try to work. And I mean, not washing them, but yeah, washing them too, but (laughs) watching, (laughs) he's been incredible and he's been great. And so we've been doing a really good job taking turns. If anything, he's been carrying the brunt of, you know, dealing with the kids while I try to continue working yeah that is that is hard uh keep it light try not to dwell on the negativity of the situation yesterday we watched um the proposal with ryan reynolds and sandra bullock because dave looked at me and he goes can we just watch a rom-com and i was like i guess (laughs) and he's like well you like sandra bullock i'm like yeah i like ryan reynolds more and so i was like let's watch that one and it was just a movie where not only did you not have to think, but it was lighthearted and funny. And there was like, you know, cause it was like, do we want to watch this or outbreak? Well, maybe not outbreak. Maybe yeah. we'll stick with a rom-com. Keep it light. Keep it as, keep it as fun as you possibly can. And I do understand how tense the moments can get. Cause we have had, we have had quarantine fights, you know, yeah. um, it's understandable. I think, I think most people do. Another one that this marriage therapist says is establishing a routine, just like the teachers say. Establish a routine, 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 (laughs) Tiffany. I hate that word so much. It makes me want to throw up. Routine, Tiffany, routine. You want some life-changing advice? Mm. Yeah. You You can only 
if you have a routine, it allows you to be more spontaneous. You cannot be spontaneous if you do not have an established routine. What are you just erratic? You're just it's just <laughs> chaos. But if if you say, you know, people are like, "Well, I'm spontaneous. I don't need a routine." No, it, it's just chaos because then you don't know what you're not doing to do what you choose to do. But if you have <gasps> a routine, if you have a routine, then Whoa. it allows you to be more flexible and more spontaneous. That's really deep. Like that's one of those things I have to sit and process for a second. Yeah. Not right now, Not but right later. Now. Okay. Um, I do agree with that. I love a routine. Um, Get therapy. If you need to reach out and use those apps, talk with your counselor, um, have conversations. You cannot, do not believe that you are, this is the only marriage, you're the only marriage that's being affected by this because every other couple on the globe right now is having all of these feelings because for most couples, they are not with their spouse this much during the day and at night. Um, for us, it's really not been that much of a change because we're together all the time anyway, but obviously with the stress of the situation, everything's been heightened. Um, Hey Dave, it says, don't push for sex. Disagree. Look, I, I think that we should do, you know, like when we were kids and sneaking around from our parents, but instead of sneaking around from our parents, sneak around from the kids. Yeah. For the love. I do. I love that. Um, it says having sex with your partner isn't going to increase your odds of getting coronavirus. Is that what I missed when I got a call? S E X. Yeah. It said, don't push for sex. That was the advice. That was the advice. They said, don't, don't force it. It's normal to be less interested in sex during a time of crisis. If you're one of the 15% of people who aren't affected by stress, understand that your partner might be on the other side. Only 15 people percent of people aren't affected by stress. That's not right. There are Wait, some, no, that's right. That's there right. are some people that can't get stressed. They like don't feel it. I feel like my husband's one of those people. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drew does kind of seem like nothing bothers him at no. all. He is so, which so, is a blessing and a curse. Yeah, yeah, it's a blessing for me because it, I'm a bothersome type person. Like I yeah. will bother the shit out of you yeah um but it's also annoying because i sometimes i want him to care about stuff like i do yeah that's just never gonna happen um what perspective i mean i know i'm just kidding i thought you meant because i stress about more stuff no i mean i mean i think in every marriage it's that's what what i talk about all the time is how differently we see things Like the way I look at some, like this whole produce thing, I know (sighs) he like, I'm serious though. It's really bothering me. So I I need fresh food. I need it. I think that's wonderful that that you're that kind of person. I see a plant over there on that desk. Why don't you grab that? (laughs) Munch on some leaves, you koala. we're We're vegans for crying out loud. If I don't have fresh produce, it's like, what am I eating? You know what he's making me eat? Just a shit ton of carbs. He's like, have more pasta. I'm like, I can't have any more pasta. I'm not going to fit through a doorway at the end of this thing. Like no more carbs. I need some damn garden. We We don't have any room. Okay. And the last thing that they said, um, is focus on the little things. You can't, and which I saw your, which I saw your picture. It was adorable. Your kids planning a date night for you because you can't go out. So they made oh you gosh. a meal. And yeah. like, that's the we've little been, things. We've been laying in the driveway with blankets, looking up at the clouds and doing really like we've been going for walks as a family, having tea parties. Yeah. I mean, th- this is, uh, it's all silver lining stuff right now, right? Like you got to yeah. find your silver lining. And I think that that's great. Like we... I don't. What does that mean? What do you mean? Silver, Silver lining? lining. I say it all the time, but what does it mean? Like there's, it's like a gray cloud, but there's always a silver lining that makes no, it I better. Know. Right. But what is a silk? What, what lining? What is the rest? What is a silver lining? I, I don't know, Tiffany. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just silver. We're fi- got to find the silver lining of what, what, what is the other line? I don't colors? know. A bucket of shit. I don't. You, you. I don't know, Tiff. I just want to know. Very deep. 
very deep today. But do you know what I'm saying? The saying itself. You what hear was that? that? That airplane is flying low. You could hear that? Holy cow. Yeah. It sounded like a fart. I wasn't even going to say anything. But. <laughs> it's an airplane. We've had so many damn northerners come into friggin' Florida trying to run away from this coronavirus, and it's like, go back home. Hey, really quick. Do we have... We might not have time. For what? I just wanted to get your take on something. Go. Shooting the duty. who are trapped on a cruise ship and unable to dock. Are they still out there? Yeah. Ugh, I didn't know oh. that. Unless it changed today, there's four people who have died, and like I guess everybody's refusing to let them dock. Yeah. And... A lot of people, I read the comment sections and it's like, good, good. They don't need to come here, you know, da, da, da. But I'm like, holy crap. Can you imagine being stuck on a cruise ship for that long? And people are like, they made the decision to go on a cruise despite all this. But if I'm not mistaken, this happened before the announcement about no cruises and stuff. So these people are just stuck. This was, I I think they set sail, I want to say March 7th. Yes. And I don't remember the date when the, like, I think March 7th was after, after Princess Cruise had that first big, uh-oh, we got a bunch of people sick on a cruise ship thing and, and they still went, but I don't believe, I think you're correct. I do not think that it was past the point where they were like, you really shouldn't be cruising now. And obviously it was prior to when they shut down the cruise lines. Um, I'm, so, I, I feel, I'm so sad for them. I am sad for them too. I know they were trying to figure out if they were going to be able to dock in Fort Lauderdale, but apparently that is not, that was the last I read. And that must've been Monday maybe that I read that. Um, so I don't know the issue and what people aren't taking seriously is how easily transmitted this virus is which is why my husband doesn't want me going to the grocery store, although they're telling you, yes, you can go out. It's essential to go to the grocery store. It's because it's a respiratory illness and it can be picked up just through droplets in the air. That's why this is so scary. And the thing is, is am I a healthy adult? Yes. Is my husband a healthy adult? Yes. Do I have three healthy children? Yes. Thank God. Um, I don't think that it would be detrimental, um, knock on wood, if we were to come down with this. However, I could potentially be a silent carrier. And so if I come in contact with somebody who's immune compromised out when I'm at the grocery store, could I potentially be giving it to them? That's the boat that I'm in right now. Like I'm worried more about me having it and being asymptomatic, which a large portion of children and adults are, and giving it to somebody in my community who is 75 years old and could end up in organ failure and die as a result of it. Like I'm worried about that part. So I do feel bad for these people who are stuck on this cruise. I don't know what the answer to that is. I do wish I do. Okay. Just let them dock. Yeah. Let them dock and put them in quarantine. Like for however long, well, they're going to have to do that at some point. I just don't know how they're going to need to get them. What they're going to have to do is figure out where they can dock them that they, um, maybe they'll send them up towards New York because they have that naval hospital that they're putting up. Or if there are, maybe they can dock them someplace here in Florida and have a makeshift, um, one of those tent hospitals put up to get people off. I mean, I don't know. I'm speaking as somebody who has no clue how many people there are, you know, what the... It's a lot. I remember reading it. Small details are. And it's a lot. I just imagine people floating on a boat like dang man I uh, it's it's heartbreaking and I just wish there's something I could do I know and I'm and I'm I agree with you I'm not exactly sure what's going to be done there but I think as a nation had we reacted sooner and had we done a nationwide shutdown we we would be getting ready to be coming out of this instead of just now going into the top of the, hopefully we're at the top or getting close to the top of the curve because I think there's right. But that's what, but I mean, like we knew about this in, in December, they were talking about this in January. I don't want to talk about it. Everybody's blowing it out of 
portion. Right. And, and now we're sitting here and yeah. I've already been home for 21 days and we just got our, our lockdown order in Florida that we have to be home for another 30. And it's like, you know, I wish we would have just nationwide been like, uh, let's just shut her, shut her down. And of course yeah. I can't understand the ramifications of that as well because economically and like, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but I know that we're going to go through it together because yeah. what we have is each other and we have this great community and we're going to just be here for each other to kind of talk through. Did I went live? You, you, if just for shits and giggles, you need to go and watch the live that I did yesterday at one o'clock okay. in my bathroom because that I feel like I had a break, a mental break. And I don't know where I was going, but I had a string of sentences that were not attached to anything. <laughs> and at one point I just started saying, Carol Baskin did it. Carol Baskin did it. There's a, there's a, there's a pig. And it's like, none of it made any sense. Oh and I, I just kind of lost it. And, um, luckily I was with my friends <laughs> online and I was like, no, I'm okay now. But I just, I went into They're my like, bathroom. Do we need to call somebody? I went into She's my bathroom. And I put on a, I put on a, um, a mud mask and I sat there and I'm like, it's a spa day. And then I like clicked my head and I said, Alexa, play ocean noises. And I went, whoosh, whoosh. And it was just like, I've lost it. I've lost it. It was like, like my brain was Alexa. And I was like, set a reminder, you know, in 15 minutes. And it's, people were just looking at me and I was just like, I don't know. That's all I have. I lost it. Cabin fever. Yeah. What a weird time. <laughs> it's weird, man. Diana is anyway. Diana is in the live. She said it was wonderful. <laughs> the live was yeah. wonderful. It was a hot check it out. damn mess. Uh, so anyway, all right. For more hot damn messes, join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have, who have no, no idea, idea what we're doing. doing. And every week we come to that end, and every week we screw up that line. Yeah. All right, guys. I, I, yeah. I know. I, I thought I did great. You, you ruined it. You did great. It was me. I ruined everything. Just ask my kids. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great rest of your week. And um, Dave isn't in here, so I have to go shut off the recording. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.